just informed of some tragic news inside the wrestling community that Jay Briscoe has passed away. We want to take this moment to send our condolences to his friends and his family. to another episode of Jumping the Rail here from Champaign, Illinois. This is Season 2, Episode 12, I believe it is. And uh, this is Mark Rabin coming to you. And uh, as usual, joined by my tag team partner, Gary Vestelio. Gary, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing. Waiting for the snow to hit tomorrow and working from home. Uh, no snow days anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to I have to trudge out in it myself. Hey, Gary, we got a, a third... Uh, partner in the booth today it's our uh, buddy from the zero one shootout podcast on the jtr podcast network uh, it's our buddy menders menders how you doing today i'm doing good mark gary thanks for having me on yeah we're glad you came on uh, it's good to get some extra perspectives on this one up until about 7 30 p.m last tuesday i was planning on this episode being all about the royal rumble and previewing what's going to happen saturday but after uh, the news came down last week, I figured it was uh, appropriate that we make this one a, uh, a tribute to uh, Jamin Pugh. Uh, you guys all know him as Jay Briscoe. And uh, as we all know, he uh, passed away in a car accident last week. Uh, just shocked everybody. I mean, I don't know anybody that wasn't stunned when, when that happened. Uh, actually, I heard it from you, Gary. I think you're the one that sent me the message about it. Cause, uh, yeah. I, uh, it's... Wrestling is such a tough sport to be a fan of. Like, I I remember vividly. I was I was a working adult. I when did Eddie Guerrero die? October of '05. Yeah, working adult that was married. And when I found out, like Eddie died because. We weren't exactly like I, I think I saw it. somebody messaged me or something like I cried like a little baby. Like he was my probably still my favorite wrestler of all time. I had grown up with him and watched him. and He was still just killing it and turning his life around. And I remember like I cried on the way home. And then that raw that night was just 
Like I cried all the way through it. And it was one of the things that I lost on one of my many, like when one of my DVRs just imploded. Oh, but I remember I, you know, I couldn't even go back and watch it. Like I would every time it was just awful. And so like, I, I feel for, cause I like the Briscoes, but not as much as you guys do. And, but it's just like, it's a hard sport to be a fan of if you fall in love with the, the wrestler and, and the character and because man, it's, it's so hard on their bodies. And then you have stuff like this. It just comes out of absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's not his fault. It's somebody else's fault completely. Yeah. It's uh, there was speculation all over the place all week long. Uh, apparently just like you said, just the driver, went across the center line, just caught him head on, you know, and there's no uh, preparing for that. But uh, yeah. we don't know the name of the uh, other driver who was killed, but of course, you know, good thoughts to uh, to their family also. Uh, as of right now, uh, both of uh, Jay's daughters, uh, Gracie and JJ, I believe are their names. Uh, yeah, I apologize if I got it wrong. Uh, they're both uh, still, I think they're still in the hospital. Uh, both of them had pretty significant operations last week uh sounds like they're gonna they're gonna pull through it's gonna be all right but uh it's just so uh so crazy to think about because it's like you said i mean we think of we even if you go back to and like i'm i remember, I also remember when eddie died because uh i was working at walmart and i got home and i heard about it after the fact and uh it's one of those things where he was on the road he was by himself he wasn't it, he wasn't at home, he wasn't with the family or anything so it was shocking enough when that happened but at this point jay's just a home being dad you know and uh and just doing this thing taking i think he was driving the girls home from cheerleading or gymnastics one of those uh extracurriculars and yeah just out of the blue and car accident it uh it hits home with me especially so uh all all of our good thoughts are out to uh, his family uh, his wife uh, Ashley, I believe, is her name. Uh, she's been keeping everybody posted on the on the girls' situation. Uh, and there was a point made. Uh, Bully Ray talked about and busted open. He said that now is the time for everybody to rally around his brother, uh, Mark, because I mean, and not just for the twenty some years they've been a tag team. I mean, these guys are barely a month apart in age. Uh, Mark's birthday was last Wednesday. Jay's birthday is tomorrow. And Jay was a year older. So it's just these guys are like everybody that I know thought they were twin brothers, you know? Yeah, I always thought they were twins, to be honest. But yeah, so hopefully, and uh, the news came down today, Gary. Mark is actually going to work on Dynamite tomorrow, uh, wrestling Jay Lethal. Which uh, hats off to Tony Khan for that uh, making that happen. It shouldn't have taken that long to get either one of them on TV, but that's a that's an issue with Time Warner. But I, mean, uh, I think it's kind of like we talked about. Was it last week about or last time about the if the WWE gets sold, and then you have to worry about what that network, you know, and that's yeah. I think I imagine that's what Tony's dealing with. Is, oh yeah, it's just the network saying, "Well, these guys have had a kind of checkered, colorful past, and we don't exactly want them on our." And so Tony 
I mean, to his credit, he put the titles back on him. You know, and he's like, you know what? I have another promotion, and you may not right. want him on your TV, but I want him on mine. Right. I, I want to, you know, he signed him back to contracts, and mm-hmm. and so like, it's. I'm sure he fought for this. I'm sure he went to bat and said, "You, I have to. You have to let mm-hmm. me do this." Yeah. And, because not uh, not just for for you know for the family. I mean, the majority of AEW fans are Ring of Honor fans from way back and then probably a good three quarters of his locker room or ring of honor talent at some time or another. So, I mean, that was, I think he did that for a lot of different people to get that done. So hats off to him for that. Uh, Menders, let's bring you in. We're kind of keeping you out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh uh, no, that's perfectly fine. Cause you know, a lot of the, a lot more of the details than I do. So. Yeah. I I'm trying to keep up on it. There's a lot to digest here. Uh, I want to do something. Uh, well, first off, I'm going to ask you: uh, Where were you at home when you when you got the news about this? I was. I was at home, um, and I don't even remember who sent me a message, or I just saw it on Facebook, and I went straight to tears. I just started bawling. I'm like, "You're kidding me! This this can't be real. You're ribbing me." And you know, it's like why is Tony Khan putting this up, blah, blah, blah. And mm. then the more I did research, I was like, you, seriously. And just, I was a mess. Yeah. It was my, my wife tells me, told me that it was like I was trying not to <laughs> show that it was bothering me, but yeah, I, I probably sat for at least a half hour, just, you know, silent, just on the couch. But uh, one thing I wanted to do in this and we're doing uh we're gonna do the best we can with this uh with between technology but i wanted to actually show a couple things on here because i have the uh the video capabilities here so i want to play some of the uh some briscoe promos during the over the course of the show just kind of because there might be some people that aren't real familiar with their with their stuff that didn't watch a lot of ring of honor so uh so this is the one that's probably gotten the most uh most conversation in the last week, so so enjoy. Reach for the sky, boy. This Friday night in Cincinnati, Ohio, we got us one hell of a match. We putting our tag straps on the line against Kyle O'Reilly. And Davey Richards, Team Jiu-Jitsu, Team MMA. It's crazy when you think about it, man. MMA done took over the world. MMA's the biggest shit going right now. Taking air time from my boxing, man. Hell yeah. MMA done took over. Now I got all the respect in the world for the people that do MMA. But the shit that pisses me off, when you got Johnny Badass walking to the bar with his little tap-out shirt on, he went to the gym for two weeks, so his little muscles popped out a little bit. And he think he's God's gift to women. He walk around like his shit don't stink. I guarantee you one of y'all little tap-out boys bring that shit down here to Sandy for you'll be lucky to get out of this bitch alive. Now, Davey and Kyle, I ain't saying that y'all that type of people. But you got Davey Richards walking around with his little title belt and a mouthpiece in. 
This is pro wrestling, son. Hey, brother, hey, Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouthpiece. Hell no, Terry Funk ain't wearing no damn mouthpiece. Bruiser Brody ain't wearing no mouthpiece. Doing your little jujitsu, getting focused and shit. Talking about I'm focused. I'm kicking this bag, I'm focused for my match. Shit, that's where we different, boys. We a different type of people. We ain't got time to be focused. Focused. Shit, we live on a farm. We gotta get shit done. We ain't got time to walk around being focused. Do I look like, does it look like stable thoughts go through my mind? Do I look like a rational thinker to you? This guy, I guarantee you, he ain't no rational thinker. Shit, we walk in there on Dr. Phil, he shit is Damn, son. My bad, I thought you was finished. Oh, you killed that gym? Yeah, man. Hey, we ain't talking. Let me unload my boss. Think there's one more. No. Now where was? Ah shit, where the hell was it? Um, last time, yeah, last time we got in a fight at the bar with the tap out boys. Long story short, they tried to put us in an arm bar and get this shit. They tried to do a UFC move in the in the damn bar. Long story short, beer mug to the back of the head, and they girlfriends talk about we cheated. All I know, they was getting carried out of that bitch and we were sitting there drinking yingling, waving by to them bitches. Hey man, I thought we was talking about Davey and Kyle. Davey and Kyle, yeah, yep, yeah, Davey and Kyle. Hold it for me, Timmy. Davey and Kyle, yes sir. Team Jiu Jitsu. Team MMA. Big match this Friday. Big match down Cincinnati. Y'all boys get you a few extra little laps in on the treadmill and shit. Do a few more bag kicks or whatever you want to do. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to smoke this brutal bob. Mark's going to drink that beer. And this Friday night, we going to whoop y'all's ass. And that ain't a damn thing y'all going to do about Damn. <laughs> <laughs> if there's not a promo that kind of just totally encapsulates the Briscoe brothers at that point, I, I don't think there's a better one. Everybody's been quoting that Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouthpiece all week long. <laughs> yep. And I hadn't seen that promo in, probably since it happened. I think that was like 10 or 11 years ago. And I forgot about the gun. <laughs> I put it back on. Uh, so... Let's talk a little bit about uh, about Jay's character, about just the presentation of the, of the Briscoes. And I've seen them all. There's uh, there's a few versions of it. Let me see here. We got the original Briscoes. Look at that. See, <laughs> such nice boys and, and their singlets and everything. Aww. Hey, you'll appreciate this, Menders. Who's that guy? Hey, that's Corny. Yep, they used to be Corny guys. And then, uh, yeah, then they moved on to. Uh, <laughs> the boxing trunks here, you know, which I always thought that was a cool look. They always had the uh, the cool the cool trunks and all that. Then uh, eventually they go to to here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got the camo. They kind of embracing more of the uh, the farm the farmer look a little bit, you know. Uh, <laughs> you can see also in the course of all those pictures, they've done everything. <laughs> there's there's Ring of Honor pic. There's, I'm gonna run this down just because. I think it has to be mentioned. Uh, some of the stuff that he accomplished here. Uh, two-time Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, second guy to ever do that after Austin Aries did it. Also, for my money, probably my favorite ROH World Champion. Just I loved his title run. Uh, 
amazing 13-time World Tag Team Championship in Ring of Honor with uh, with Mark. And it seemed like they were the go-to. They were kind of like what Tommy Dreamer would have been in ECW. Like, in case of emergency, break glass, you know, if the All-Night Express are splitting up, if the Young Bucks are taking off, put the belts on the Briscoes and everything's going to be all right, you know. Uh, they held the uh, World uh, ROH World Six-Man Tag Team Championship with Bully Ray once. Uh, that was actually a pretty cool feud between the Briscoes and Bully and Tommy. Uh, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship one time uh, back in 2016. Uh, never open weight six man tag team championship with Toriano. That guy. There he is. <laughs> that guy. I don't know where to start with Yano. <laughs> uh, let's see. We saw the picture Impact uh, World Tag Team Champions right there. They did that last year. Uh, the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Championships in NOAA, uh, the back. Mid 2000s, 06, 07. Uh, CZW World Tag Team Championship two times. Uh, three time GCW Tag Champs. Uh, that's the last time I saw them work was they were defending those titles in uh, Chicago last year. And then they won the Crockett Cup last year in uh, the NWA. So it's, that's just, that's not even everything. That's just the, the high spots in, the, in their resume. And of course, the tag team titles, you know, with his brother Mark, but, he held like in Jersey All Pro. He had another partner at one point because the thing to remember when they started, they started in about 2000. Jay was 16, Mark was 15. So Mark wasn't working everywhere. If Jay was working Ring of Honor in 02, Mark was usually in his corner unless they went to like Boston because the age was lowered so he could work. But uh, it was. Uh, Jay, I believe, was in the first ever Ring of Honor match with uh, Amazing Red. So, literally, when they say day one, he literally was one of the first things that ROH fans saw was uh, was Jay Briscoe. And uh, eventually, about a year later, they started teaming up because they feuded for the first six or eight months down there. But, uh, yeah, it was it was crazy because when they're young, when they're teenagers and they're, they're, they got the accents all that. And you think they're, they're trying to be street kids almost <laughs> because you don't know their backstory. You don't know they're from a chicken farm in Delaware, but as they got older and they kind of filled out and then start doing the promos on the farm, then you kind of get, you get a really good idea of, of what their, what their character is. And I always thought Mark was a little bit over the top, <laughs> you know, believe it or not but i think jay briscoe had probably the most legit character in wrestling for a long time because when you watch him talk you it looks like he means every word he's he's he reminds me a lot of an arn anderson that way and everybody knows how much i love double a but i mean he's not talking just like arn but when jay would talk when he'd cut a promo you believed what he was saying because he had that look in his eye and he had that tone. So that's why I was, I think that's why I was always a really big fan of his, his work. Uh, Gary, who we always talk about being legit in your, in your character. So I, th- I think Jay fits the bill on that one. Yeah. It's, it's something that's lost. Like there's so many people now that they play a character or they play at being a character and they just like, 
never get it over because it's, I mean, you don't have to be you all the time. I mean, that's part of acting and that's part of the business, but like the closer you can get to your natural self, the more it's going to come across. Like Stone Cold wasn't actually Stone Cold, but Steve Austin had, had his rough edges <laughs> and he's a Texas boy mm-hmm. and he liked to drink beer and he definitely didn't mind swearing and you know when ddp went from being the 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 cocky rich guy to being like basically just a dude from jersey that had a lot of heart like mm-hmm. he took off you and honestly like when was scott hall and kevin nash their most over when they stopped being diesel and razor remote yeah and they kind of were just the guys who came in for the money because that's kind of who they were. There's, there's no kind of about it. <laughs> so like some of the greatest characters of all time that got over the most, like were because they just kind of embraced themselves. And that's a lost. It's really is a lost art. And cause you can't, you know, people worry. Like if I don't get this over, that means they don't like me. It's, it's not, they don't like the character. It's, they don't like me. And everybody seemed to really like the Briscoes. I haven't heard, like I said, they had rough edges, but, you know, I, I know a lot of farmers. Farmers aren't the smoothest people on the entire planet. They have they have plenty of rough edges. I remember going to get a little diner in Bismarck where all the farmers would gather and drink their coffee in the morning and smoke a bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> and uh, the language was colorful. <laughs> and the and the jokes were were uh, also blue. colorful, a little blue, a little blue. <laughs> and this would be at like five in the morning, you know, like they'd be like, they would all be there, and then they go do their job, and you'd see them at the hardware store later, like smoking cigarettes, telling stories, and that's what the Briscoes remind me of—just guys that work hard all day, and then they go hang out, you know, at the local watering hole. and But then you find out, you know, in real life, like they were those guys, but they were also kind of like, you know, other, you know, other farmer trades is right. very, very dedicated to their family, very dedicated to their craft. They loved wrestling. Farmers love to be in the dirt. Right. It's, they, as much as they'll complain about it, they love every second of it. So, they made a very smart decision in being themselves, but they also amplified themselves and made it larger than life. And I, I still, to this day, don't understand how they were never like they had some opportunities, but it was like lower end opportunities for WWE. I remember my buddy, Josh, like, he was the guy that would watch everything and he caught on to ring of honor and he was just cause he was a tag team wrestler at the time. And he would just nonstop talk about the Briscoes, how good the Briscoes were. And that was a long time ago. That was like, I like, you know, back with punk and all that, that was years and years and years ago. And he just talked about how good these guys were. And that was when they were young dudes. And, so it's uh 
it's a testament to them because they were successful. They managed to be successful, basically higher end independent wrestlers. Yeah. Like they, they made their money. They were able to work all these places and they never had to leave because they were just, like you said, they were cornerstones. And so they just didn't worry about it seemingly. Yeah. Uh, and also the thing to remember is they, uh, you know, they worked on the farm full time for their, yeah. like this is their family farm. So they would be up at four thirty-five in the morning, get the eggs and taking care of the chickens and everything. But uh, I'm waiting for something to process here because Gary, you uh, are quite the segue artist. I don't know if you know that. I've never <laughs> told you that. But uh, I think it's a good time to go to another promo. This kind of goes along with what you were saying. So let's check this out. Reach for the sky, boy. Let me tell y'all why we don't like Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. You see, the majority of pro wrestling fans look at tag teams from uh, Monday night. You know, they put them up on this pedestal just because they was on Monday Night Raw. Briscoe's ain't never been on there. They must be down here. World's greatest tag team. Hooray. Monday Night Raw, my ass. That's the number one reason why we don't like Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin because people, the average wrestling fan, the majority of wrestling fans, not all of them, but the majority of wrestling fans put them above the Briscoes by default. Now let me tell y'all a story. About two years ago, about two years, was it? Two, two and a half. Two, two and a half years ago, we had a little trial match for WWE. It was before a SmackDown taping in Philadelphia. We went in there, had a little tryout, you know, did our thing, whatever. I guess they was impressed because they invited us down to Florida for a week at their little FCW Developmental Center. All expenses paid. All expenses paid in the high chilling. But either way, either way, we was down there, you know, had a little trial. We was down there for a week. I thought things went good. I'm, and that's what they said, too. We thought it went real good down there. And everybody was telling us, yeah, y'all doing real good. Y'all might get these contracts. This was two years ago. I'm just seeing dollar signs. They talking about y'all might get these contracts. So, you know, we're waiting around. We get back home. We waiting. I'm, I'm telling all my boys, like, yeah, we did it down there. We getting ready to all be eating. It's going to be on our tag. We done did it down there, boys. You know, we hype. I'm telling my wife she ain't never going to have work again. You know, she can quit bartending. She, we got this. You know, so we wait a month go by, another couple months. We get a phone call. Apparently, the Briscoes are not cosmetically pleasing enough for the WWE. That exact words. Come on now. Exact words. Cosmetically pleasing. Well, excuse me, Mr. John Laurinaitis. I forgot this was a damn beauty contest. Cosmetically pleasing my ass. Preach, brother. And the thing that got me, man, the boys down in developmental, I mean, yeah, you got some good ones, of course mainly the people from ROH, but the majority of them weren't even really that nice. You know what I'm saying? They, I mean, shoot, they come right out of modeling school, right off of the uh, Tough Man contest where they show their little muscles and shit. They walk right into to developmental, sign a little deal, you know, train in developmental for a few months, and next thing you know, they're on TV, they're millionaires. 
Hey, 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 what happened to paying your dues, brother? What the hell happened to paying your dues? What happened to paying your dues? You know, we broke in old school about 12 years ago for y'all young boys. About 12 years ago, I remember setting up the chairs, setting up the ring before the show, uh, a bullshit indie show that's going to be about 40 people there, and I'll be hype as a bitch. You remember that, setting Hell up yeah. them chairs? And getting cussed out because we ain't set them up straight enough. Well, yeah, getting the ring ready and everything, hype, getting ready to wrestle in front of 40 people. Y'all have no idea what that's like. Y'all can't even relate to that back in the day, coming up through the Indies, grinding your way up. But no, we're not cosmetically appeasing enough to get paid. I guess that's what they're trying to tell us. Guess what they that's what they trying to tell us. Charlie Haas, I get you spent a couple weeks on the Indies, grinding your way through. Shit, Shelton Benjamin, you you the main kind of type of dude we talking about. How many rings you done set up now, huh? Shelton? How many rings you set up, Shelton? How many, how many rows of tears you done put out there, Shelton? If final battle, if this show, Friday night final battle, depended on Shelton Benjamin setting up the ring and setting up all the chairs, it wouldn't be no show. It won't be no damn show because he don't know what the hell he's doing. He ain't paid his damn dues in my book. In our book, he ain't paid his dues. Go fight live people. Be sitting there like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, they don't know what the hell to do. If Shelton Benjamin, if we depended on that bitch to get this show ready. But see, that's what you do as a pro wrestler. As a pro wrestler, that's what the hell you do. But y'all can't relate to that. Y'all millionaires, man. We get up every single day. Go to work, support the kids, support the wife every single day, man. We don't get sit down on the beach in Tampa, hold our balls, get a suntan, and then do a little show. Next thing you know, we called up, we millionaires, and they like that for us. We're not cosmetically pleasing enough for that shit. Y'all had no idea, man, looking at foreclosures and shit. I'm getting ready to get foreclosed on. At least that's what they say, but I'm going to make it through, trust me. I'm a grinder, baby. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about no. You ain't got to worry about that though, big money. You know, you, you need a little knee surgery. You uh, spring your pinky finger or something. That's on Vinnie Mac to have. Yeah, Vinnie told right. that. Shoot, I'm still paying off my bills from Detroit. Hmm. Look it up. Yeah, Detroit. WrestleMania weekend, a few years back. Look that up. Look that up. I'm paying that for the rest of my life. Hey, but that's all right. Hey, back to the topic though, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, you got an easy ride, boy, in our eyes. That's why your ribs taped up. Charlie Haas, you ain't much better either. That's why your ribs taped up, Shelton Benjamin, on some David O'Tunga shit. Jennifer Hudson, my A. You look better when you was fat, bitch. Shit. But back to the topic. This Friday night, this Friday night, you can look at it however you want to. You can look at it as WWE versus ROH. You can look at it as sports entertainment versus pro wrestling. Satisfied rich people versus hungry, still coming at your ass. Poor people, they don't give a shit because we still coming. It ain't got nothing to lose. Bottom line is, it's the world's greatest tag team versus them boys. And I, I mean, I don't like to say, you know, I don't like to use the term biggest match of our career, but never. Never in the 12 years that we've been doing this shit have we had so much to prove. The belts don't be nothing. It's going to be seven times regardless. Charlie Haas, Shelton Benjamin, this Friday night, we got to prove a point, boys. Yes. <laughs> That's why I love them. They were so raw, 
they were so real. That was just part of the reason I love the Briscoes. Yeah. Uh, Although I'm glad Vinnie Mac never got a hold of him. Yeah, he would have. He would have ruined them. <laughs> yeah, he would have. He would have. Triple H. Triple H would have had a better shot at making it making it work. Yeah. Which also uh, shout out Triple H actually mentioned it on TV a couple times last week. Uh, put Jay over. Put the Briscoes over on Friday. So that would not have happened if Vince was running things. You know, if it doesn't happen in WWE, it doesn't happen in Vince's eyes. But this isn't a. That's neither here nor there. Uh. I didn't see the match. Well, I, I wasn't at the match that they were plugging on that show, but I did see the Briscoes and Hassan Benjamin have a match about a year before that. And this, this mm-hmm. marvelous, just outstanding. And uh, yeah, it's about how, how it went. Hassan Benjamin was the polished wrestlers. And then the Briscoes just came in swinging, you know? So. It is pretty funny though. Cause I remember, also, back in my misspent wrestling youth, like we could, I couldn't ever get a tape of them. But all I heard about on the indie scene for years was Russ and Charlie Haas. Yeah, and I never, uh, I never saw Russ. And I remember they got to FCW, right, or something like that, and then Russ OVW. passed away. OVW and Russ OVW, passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like. Man, like that would have been a dream match because Briscoes versus the Hosses. From what I, I like, I don't know if I've ever seen a Haas Brothers match. I mean, Charlie was fantastic. Yeah. And Shelton is a, a freak of nature. I mean, they were they were really good, but much like now with Otis and Chad Gable, like they yeah. didn't ever do anything with them. Well, you know, uh, Russ and Charlie were supposed to be Team Angle yeah. back in 02. But uh, that's one of the things I remember on, I think it was Raw, and uh, J.R. and the King actually mentioned when Russ died. And I didn't, I never heard of him. But uh, it, I thought, well, he must really be something if they're mentioning him on TV. And then I remembered when uh, when Charlie debuted with, with Shelton. And yeah, was, that's when it kind of started to make sense. But uh, yeah, that was one that would have been awesome to see if uh, if Russ would have would have made it. There's I'm seeing some on YouTube. Uh, oh, here's one you'll appreciate, Gary. The Haas brothers versus Lash LaRue and Kaz Hayashi from uh, HWA. <laughs> so Lash and Kaz. Uh huh. And uh, so so yeah, there's some stuff with Russ and Charlie on there. But, uh, but yeah, there was, I think you, and I don't know how much Ring of Honor you watched Gary back in, in the day, like the first 10, 15 years, they always had a completely stacked tag team division there. The Briscoes were obviously the, the highlight, but then you've got your second city saints, you got your Havana pit bulls, uh, generation next when it was strong and Aries, uh, Kings of wrestling, they had. Every major tag team that wasn't signed to a contract made it to Ring of Honor at one point or another. And they all, if and that was the thing, if they wanted to get tested, they got put in the ring with the Briscoes. And nine times out of ten, the Briscoes would would take it. But uh, the one that sticks out the most is uh, Kevin Steen when Steen and uh, El Generico showed up in oh, well, they showed up in oh, like oh five, but they 
signed with Ring of Honor in 07. And they had probably a good five or six month feud between the two of them, with the two teams. And that was the uh, thing that Mark mentioned in that promo. Uh, he talked about Detroit. That was during that feud. He had he suffered a concussion. He took a bump out onto the concrete. I think he wanted to put him in a. I don't know if it put him in a coma for a couple of days, but it really messed him up. And yeah, and he said that was that promo was from like five years later. And yeah, he said he was still picking, still paying that shit off. So yeah, then uh, that progressed, and then uh, of course, then Steen and Generico have the latter war with the Briscoes in October. And the Brisk and Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, for the few that don't know, uh, he credited the Briscoes with really getting him over in Ring of Honor, like from from the get go. That uh, him and uh, Tyler Black also said that Seth Rollins. So it's like that's the one thing I always appreciate about the Briscoes. They were willing to work with everybody, and they even if they won the match, they would. Make everybody look like a million bucks that got in the ring with them. Yeah, that's a another art form that's missing from wrestling now. Is just everybody's so worried about getting their stuff in mm-hmm. that they stopped worrying about making their opponent look good. Like that was usually the main part of working with a, with somebody on top. It wasn't just that you know in the old days you got more money because you are working higher on the car but like now like the idea is hey i'm gonna put you with somebody higher up and make you look good and it's lost because it's just well i got my spots and you got your spots and congratulations yeah but yeah like the uh the briscoes and like i think probably the, the guys i think about are like ftr like they always make their opponent look like a million dollars. Like that yeah. segment they did with years ago with the old dudes from DX where they just fed and bumped. That made DX look like they could actually still do something. Or the NWO. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, NWO. Uh, yeah, it was, it, the, it, was the, it was the click. It was the click. Yeah, it's, all, it's all the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> all the same yeah. dudes. But, like, yeah. yeah, they just fed and bumped, made those guys look like a million dollars. They could have went out there and sliced bumps. They could have went out there and done the old Shawn Michaels versus Hogan, you know, over-exaggerated oh. bumps. But they uh-huh. didn't. And so, Classic. like... I missed that YouTube video. It's, it, it's another testament to the Briscoes and Jay, you know, just going out and doing your job, making other people look good not trying to to cut people's legs out from underneath them because yeah I, I read the post that that uh, Owens wrote and how he credited Jay and and Mark with basically creating his career because they could have cut their legs out first night but instead they just said hey let's go out best match on the card hmm. I mean it's they're they're uh, it's 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 sad on so many levels because you had these guys that everybody respected that were still doing it at a high level that could still pass on the art art form that is wrestling and now yeah. 
you don't, I mean, you'll have Mar Mark will stick around, but it will never be it will be the same, same, same yeah. thing. And tag team wrestling is just a hard thing to keep people motivated to do because it's such an individual sport. You yeah. want to go out and shine. Like, you got guys like FTR, you got guys like the Briscoes, you got a few other teams like New Day and stuff that are, yeah. aren't interested in not being a team. They I'd throw the machine guns in there too. Yeah, yeah, they keep getting back together. Yeah, and uh, like Anderson and Gallows, like those guys will will still do business. And so it's, but it's it's a dying it's a dying art. Tag team wrestling is some good tag team wrestling is some of my favorite wrestling of all time. Oh yeah, uh, everybody and, knows uh, me knows I love tag team wrestling. So it's. It's just sad on so many levels. Yeah. So, you mentioned art. Uh, Gary, did you know that Jay Briscoe was a poet? No. <laughs> no I did not. I, I, I feel compelled to. We got another promo for you. This is them talking <laughs> about the Young Bucks. So, this should be uh, interesting. The uh, Cucamonga Kids, as Menders likes to call them. I do. I call them the Cucamonga Kids. <laughs> The young fucks is corny. Calls young them. fucks is corny calls them. <laughs> All right. All right. So here we go. Reach for the sky, boy. Oh, shit. Sunday night, baby. New York City. The big ROH 10 year anniversary. Shit's going down. 10 years, baby. Man, it's crazy when you think about it. It's been 10 years already. See, like just yesterday, I was wrestling Amazing Red. But you know how the old saying goes, time flies when you whooping ass. The boy been whooping ass for 10 years now. We can sit here and tell you how we've been whooping ass for 10 years. Like Samoa Joe ass, CM Punk ass, Brian Daniel ass, Chris Daniel ass, Thomas Hyde ass. Another such as is uh, Brian Kendrick, Evan Bourne, Mitch Franklin, Paul London, AJ Styles. But we don't got time for that nah, right now. Nah, ain't no time for all that. Ain't no time to sit back and reminisce. We'll do that shit when we old and retire. Ain't no time to be reminiscing, because in case y'all can't tell, the Briscoes is on a warpath right now. And we mowing down anybody to get in the way. And it just so happens that the Young Bucks, y'all boys right in the line of fire. But when I see the Young Bucks, man, I can't help but think, y'all look like two little girls, man. Y'all look like two pretty little girls. And when I see two pretty little girls, being the gentleman that I am, I write them a poem. So here's to y'all, Young Bucks. <clears throat> Roses is red. Violets is blue. The Young Bucks got long pretty hair like a girl do. So Sunday in New York, we're going to have to make them our bitches. And y'all probably going to go back to California with stitches. Now, if y'all can't be in New York to watch us make them girls scream and holler, you can order that some bitch on pay-per-view. It's only $10. Go fight live.tv, baby. Big 10-year anniversary. Y'all want to miss this shit. I promise you. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh. 
Everything about oh. that just tickles me. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh, the Cucamonga kids. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, they've been they running around think... corny a bit, so. They ran around with corny a bit. And... I'm sure that poem brought a tear to corny's eye, if you ever saw that. <laughs> I'm sure it did. <laughs> Grammar notwithstanding. Roses yeah. is red, violets is blue. But... Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Menders, we got a buddy Big man Chan. Is, oh, well, uh, hello. Chan, we're going to be reaching out to you about some other business here before too long, man. But uh, he's a uh, he's big fan of the Briscoes like all of us are. Uh, we've been talking about the tag team most of the uh, most of the episode, guys. Let's, I want to talk about Jay's singles run. In uh, Well, he's always been doing singles. He had a smattering of world title shots over the first 10 years of Ring of Honor. But I've been going back. I'm been on Honor Club watching a bunch of old shows uh, the last uh, pretty much all week. And I came across Death Before Dishonor 2012. 2013 was one of those. Uh, and that's the one where he beat Kevin Steen for the uh, world title for his first one. And uh, yeah, he didn't get a long run with that first time because he got hurt. He had uh, he was working hurt. He came into that match with, I think, a separated shoulder or something. But he was he worked through it and then just made it worse. So, but when he won the second time, he beat uh, Mike Elgin in twenty fourteen, I think it was. Uh, yeah, that I know from uh, the Indies. I mean, mm-hmm. as good as he was in Japan, I knew him when he was working for IWA, Gary. But uh, IWA, <laughs> that's, that's, IWA. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, as an aside. Ian had booked the Briscoes for one of the TPIs. I think it was, I think he booked them for the 09 TPI, but the tournament wound up getting canceled for various reasons. I won't get into that. For, for but that was, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's neither here nor there. But so that was going to be my first time seeing the Briscoes live. I had to wait a couple more years to do it. But I was, I was ready. That was going to be in Joliet, at the uh, Hartman Rec Center, basically a school, like a grade school gym. Cool place, though. But anyway, I'm getting off track. Big surprise. It's right there behind me. Jump in the rail. I, I do it. Uh, finally got the flag from Marco's house up. Uh, but no, he beat <laughs> Elgin. And then he went about about two years without taking a loss. Because I think he, he was undefeated until Jay Lethal beat him for the world title in 2016. But the fact that they Basically, and they were still working tag matches here and there, but Jay put that off to the side just to to make a run for for the world title. And I don't know if that was his idea, if that was, uh, I think Delirious was booking at the time. But to take the uh, the most over tag team probably in the country at that point and take Jay, who, and I've said it, I mean, anybody that knows me knows, I've been saying singing Jay, Jay Briscoe's praises as a singles wrestler for years. Uh, his style was where Mark was more of the car crash style. You know, he did the dives and crazy shit. Jay, he was just knocked the fuck out of you. Uh, uh, Menders, I'm looking at your t-shirt. Very stylish. Say, uh, yeah. Uh, if there was ever a hoss in ring of honor, it was Jay Briscoe. Uh, Hey Menders, where did you get that shirt? I got it at ProWrestlingTees.com slash JTR podcast. Is that what all of it is? 
almost JTR pod. You're close. There you go. But JTR pod. Now, yeah, now, I didn't ask that to shamelessly show our own products because that would be all, That's all, all right. color. And, but all right. I, I did say I did say it for a reason because uh, ProSingTees.com, they are selling a T-shirt. And here's the picture of it. Uh, Jay Briscoe Tribute, Reach for the Sky. And uh, if you go do that, all the proceeds from this shirt will go to his family for to support them. Uh, I've already ordered mine yesterday. Uh, yeah, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com. It's the first thing that pops up when you get that little pop-up window that comes up. Or go uh, ShopHonor.com, which takes you to the same link. And, uh, yeah, it's a cool-looking shirt, so I ordered mine. And, uh, yeah, so every little bit helps uh, for, uh, for, the, for the family, you know. So I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. Uh, also, I'm thinking that I do have a link. Yeah, and I put this up earlier. Uh, there is a uh, – it's not a GoFundMe, but it's same idea – uh, to uh, donate there's a there's a link here and i'll put these links in the uh show notes like with the podcast drops also uh on the same uh subject i think uh tony khan actually said he's gonna he's gonna take care of the family also i think he's gonna cover and i'm not i'm not trying to assume or anything i but i think he said he's gonna help out with the medical expenses all that kind of stuff so kudos to him but uh let's get back to uh Happier, happier business, which is Jay's run. Yeah, did you ever see the match with uh, with Jay Lethal, Gary? No. Oh man, it's it's good. That's actually I've been posting like random matches all day long on the Jumping the Rail uh, Facebook page. That one is going to be going up right after we go off the air when uh, when I get a chance to get back into it. But uh, it was probably a good thirty five minute match. I just think off the top of my head. And uh, it was nobody had really given Jay Lethal a shake as a main eventer, as a as a world champion. He was the TV champion, but that's the match that really made him a star in my in my book. And I was always a fan of Jay Lethal, but same deal. Jay Briscoe uh, put him over. Uh, it's not hard to get a great match out of Jay Lethal. It's not hard to get a great match out of Jay Briscoe, but. Just those two guys together was was just magic, and uh, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna watch that match again uh, later on today. But it kind of you were talking about that. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. And I know we're talking about Jay, but I actually went back and saw some of the promos with uh, Adam Cole when all that was going on. When Adam oh, Cole yeah. attacked, when Adam Cole attacked uh, Papa Briscoe. Oh, so, Papa Briscoe! I yeah. could go on about Papa Briscoe. <laughs> Love Papa Briscoe. I still remember when Chris Hero knocked the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that actually led to one of the more entertaining matches that I remember. It was Final Battle 2010. It was the Kings of Wrestling, Claudio and Hero, with Shane Hagedorn in a six-man tag team match against uh, the Briscoes and Papa Mike Briscoe. Yep. And it was ridiculous. Uh Dad kind of <laughs> had a whip lock with Sarah Del Rey on the outside, much to Dave Prezak's horror. And uh, the finish was a double doomsday device. Dad came <laughs> off the top rope. And... <sighs> you know, uh, Corny, actually, he did a on his uh, the last drive-through. You had a chance to listen to it yet, Mark? I haven't had a chance. It's in my queue. I just didn't you... have time to listen to it yet. Yeah, you should. The first hour of that is dedicated to Jay. And... 
some of the stories he tells. I think it was even that match that he was talking about, the the triple tag team, mm-hmm. that they even tried to pay Papa, and Papa wouldn't take it. <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, he's helping out the boys. Had- Cornette had a lot to a lot to say about Jay. A lot of good things to say about Jay. Yeah, and... I, I know Corny was very fond of the Briscoes. I mean, yeah, was. shit, he, he doesn't just manage everybody, and he mm-hmm. managed the Briscoes early on. Uh, there was a story Tommy told, Tommy Dreamer told on Busted Open when he brought the Briscoes into House of Hardcore. Not, and they didn't work a match. They just came in. They jumped him and Bully Ray like after a match or something. Just real short, real running. And he said he tried to pay pay him, and they said no. <laughs> he said no. Yeah. It's it's okay. so kind of that farm mentality. Like we didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> he said that's literally what they told us. Like we didn't do anything. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. These guys are the epitome of just blue collar, and you know, I'm a I'm a farm boy. I'm not to that degree. I didn't grow up on a like a working farm. We it was a hay farm, but. I mean, we had chickens, but we didn't have thousands of chickens like the Briscoes do. Uh, <laughs> That's and, uh, still one of my favorite matches, though, too, was Mark and Jay. When they did oh, the, the fight on the farm? Back. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not such a good match. On the Facebook page. Yeah, those two, they, that's <laughs> some of my favorite matches were the ones where they wrestled each other. Well, you know what they say when you when you wrestle your best friend, there's nobody you're going to hit harder. That's true. And that's true. for them to be brothers. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely nobody you're going to hit harder than you're yeah. going to hit your brother. Because <laughs> yeah. you know that you're going to get a receipt if you... Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. shoot. But yeah, they had a few uh, doozies like that. They had uh, Mark's first Ring of Honor match was against Jay back in 02. And Mark beat him in Boston. And then they had a match... They had they wrestled several times on, in Ring of Honor. They had a match after they lost the tag titles. They had the man up, so they had the man up match. It was them one on one. It went to like a draw because they just knocked the crap out of each other and like knocked each other out. And then uh, when Jay was world champion, Mark got a title shot, and uh, it was interesting. They <laughs> Jay won, but <laughs> either one of them was in uh, really good shape. Well, like even uh, with that fight at the farm at the end of it, isn't it? At the end of it, Papa goes, okay, did y'all get that out of your system now? Can we move on? <laughs> yeah. There, there's another promo I'm going to bring up while I'm thinking about it. But uh, we'll keep talking here. Uh, there were some matchups that, uh, that Jay had when he was world champion that you wouldn't think would have worked like to the level that they did. I mean, it wasn't for lack of skill by anybody, but like him with Adam Cole seemed like an odd pairing. You know, Mark Jay is a very rough, uh, rough guy. You know, works very stiff. Uh, Adam Cole's not. He's uh, a lot more technical, a lot smoother. And uh, and they had a heck of a feud. It was around the time that Jay had that uh, when Adam was the world champion, but then Jay was carrying around the uh, the camo belt. I don't know if you remember that one or not. But uh, and then yeah, they just have ladder matches, street fights, all all kinds of stuff, and it was really good. And uh, oh, hang on, let me get this over here. I apologize. So, anybody that's uh, just joining us, welcome. Uh, I'm gonna put it out. If you guys are listening, uh, if you've got a favorite Briscoes match, uh, 
put it in the comments. We want to, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, so I will, <laughs> this is a promo Gary that came out is when they were working heel and I forget who they were. I think they were working the bucks, <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, it's Papa Briscoe at his, at his finest here. Let me get this to, to pop up. <laughs> Because the Papa, he he wouldn't take any shit from those boys. No. Nope. <laughs> Come on, keep processing. Here we go. All right, so here it is. He's slapping low. He's stomping. He's stomping. What you about to do, son? What you about to hey, do? They gonna finish it. Hey, they think they, they gonna finish hey, it. Hey, they think they watch this. Hey, hold on. Look at that. Referee, get the chair out. Do you got time? Get the chair out the ring. Get the chair out. Watch this. Hey, here come here. There it is. Uh, uh, look at him holding nuts. Hold your nuts, boy. Uh, slip, slip him. Yes, sir. That's it. Time hold your nuts. Give me that tag, baby. Time Legal to man. Sleep. Legal man. Time to sleep. Hey, hey, you go sleep. That's it. On hey. his head, baby. Boom. You ice your neck and your nuts. Ice your neck and your nuts, boy. One, two, three. And it's still, baby. Go put ice on your nuts and your neck, young boy. Too easy, baby. Too easy. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Yes, sir. Hold. You boys proud of yourselves, ain't you? Proud of yourselves. We, 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 we the champs, big man. Nine, nine times. Yes, sir. Nine, nine, nine time champ. You said he it. just kicked the little boy in his nuts to win the match. He did that. Just kicked the yeah. little boy in his nuts man, to win the did. match. You kicked him. Dad, look. I, I ain't told you you should have kicked him. Man, I ain't have to kick that man in his nuts. I chose to kick him in his Baddest nuts. Baddest tight team on the planet. Cook the little boy in his nuts to win the match. Listen, big man, for one, we're not losing these belts. And like I told you, I didn't have to kick him in the nuts. You act like they was going to beat us anyway. I chose to kick him in hey, the nuts. Hey, either way you look at it, Dad, we ready, baby. We got these straps. We in, the, we in prime physical condition. We focused, baby. Young Bucks, Baltimore, let's whoa, go. Whoa, whoa. Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore. Pay Young view. Bucks. Pay-per-view. Boys, have you forgot Saturday night? You got the Killer Elite Squad. The Killer Elite Squad. They ain't no little boys. They'll pound your ass in the ground if you're not ready. Saturday night. We got this. Killer Elite Squad. We ain't gonna lose. We got good. this. You ain't going nowhere. We in there. We good. <sighs> I I love how their demeanor changes from when they think it's just the two of them, and then Papa comes in. Hi, Dad. <laughs> I, I, I like when Jay tried to throw Mark under the bus. Like he he kicked him. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, any 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 good country boy knows that Daddy's going to hold you accountable when you uh <laughs> when you act like a like a dick. Uh, and I was wrong. That wasn't the Young Bucks. That was actually the Tempura Boys. Who wound up being uh, Sho and Yo in New Japan when they were over on excursion? So I was wrong about that. Uh, yes, uh, Papa Briscoe never trained a day in his life to be in the wrestling business, but he was—he's a, a natural. <laughs> yes, just he he's is. a natural promo, and uh, and he's had a few matches. I forget who all he's wrestled, but usually if they're team with somebody who has a manager who's a pain in the ass, they they bring Dad in and. Uh, I'm good. The wife says headset sounds good. That makes me feel good that uh, I made a sound investment here. I told you. Uh, yeah, you told me. 
but uh, but yeah, it's with. I think, and I'm going to do something. We, I'm, I'm going to just say we're not doing the top ten Tuesday this week. I wanted to put all the time in for for Jay here, but we are going to do our JTR Hall of Fame, and it's. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to shine anybody up or anything, but it's kind of a no-brainer today. I got the Briscoes going in. Uh, I just need. It was going to happen in, at some point anyway, but it just made sense to do it today. Uh, so that way they get their uh, their spot in. Not that it means anything to <laughs> anybody. It's our it's our Hall of Fame. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe someday we'll do a zero one Hall of Fame enders, but the. Uh, uh, but yeah, just uh, PWI put out their top uh, 100 tag team list, whatever number it is that they do. Uh, I Briscoe's, wondered if you talk about this. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, okay. number, numbers 1, 2, and 3 were could probably be interchangeable if you ask me. It was Number 1 was uh, Usos. Was number, was number 1 the Usos? Number 2 was FTR. I, I, I didn't know if it was one way or the other. Then number 3 was the Briscoes. Uh, there's arguments made for everybody. Uh, I said FTR was a tag team of the year last year on our year in review episode. But if you look at what the Briscoes did, and I'm just talking about 2022, the, everywhere they went, they won uh, GCW's tag titles. They won Hasagori, Impact, Ring of Honor. If Time Warner would have gotten off their ass and let them go to AEW, they probably would have won those too. So oh, we can only hope. Yeah, it's uh, but they literally they uh have the reputation across like worldwide. They they'll go anywhere. They went, like I said before, they were New Japan champions. They were Noah, uh, the UK, some wherever promotions they went over there. They would usually get the titles over there. So it's just crazy to think that and. This isn't a knock on the writers from PWI, but as far as like your average run-of-the-mill wrestling fans go, that watch Dynamite, they watch. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave AEW fans out of this because they know Ring of Honor, but I'm talking WWE fans that never heard of the Briscoes or maybe heard of them in passing, or they always would ask, "Oh, are they related to Jack and Jerry Briscoe?" <laughs> you always have to say no. No. But, they're human beings. That's about as close. <laughs> they are the same. They are the same uh, species. They are Homo sapiens. Yeah. But uh, but no, it's like they're WWE fans. Uh, for the most part, like the like the run of the mill guys, not the smart guys like me or you guys. They're kind of in a bubble where they don't know uh, a Briscoe Brothers or uh, like the All Night Express when they were around. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, Generation X, all these. So they don't know to give the credit where it's due for the Briscoes, for just how good of a team they are, or, well, were. But I, lists are so, they, they used to be like, I remember reading like the pro wrestling illustrated, like, and like I would read it like it was a, like a book out of the Bible. Yeah. Like it had the top finishers, it had the top, and like, and then I remember the year I was, I don't remember who got top wrestler, but I knew that things had changed. It was somebody that was just kind of popular in the WWE, and I was just like, they're not a good wrestler, though. They're just 
popular. And I was like, oh. And after that, it changed. It, and it's a different sport, but it's it's kind of the same thing. Like, I just read, like, ESPN had rated the top 10 third baseman in baseball. And they had Nolan Arenado at number five. Oh, by current? Yeah. How's how's he not in the top two? I, I don't know. Like maybe between him and Machado. That's about mm. it. That's the discussion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And but like lists have become so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's, it's all subjective, you know. Like it's, your uh, at least your list, I, I know you because I know you. <laughs> you spend right. way, way too much time. <laughs> investing in all your lists and your picks and if you were asked why did you pick this you would say well originally i picked this but then i changed it to this you would have every reason so like, you're, you're making it sound sad it's well it's it's dedication <laughs> make it's, me sound like dave lagreca with his list. dedication <laughs> but yeah like having Having we talked about this with our t- tops of the year, I am so tired of the Usos that they wouldn't even be in my top five because I've seen everything they do. I can tell you how that match is going to play out before before anything happens. Like, but with FTR, the Briscoes, um, there's a few other teams that. There are still new things to be seen, and they're top of their game. And yeah, it's just, it's dumb. Like FDR and the Briscoes should have been. You could have probably said tied one and two, and or just said hey, it's one and one A almost one and one A. Yeah, it's just because there may be nobody. Besides the Briscoes, because they proved it. Like, they went in and proved it. Like, when FTR wrestles somebody, they always look great, but they don't necessarily keep up. Mm. But, like, the Briscoes not only kept up, they push them. Yeah. They push them to to do more, to do better, to, to figure something new out. And, man, like... It's there's hardly anything new under the sun. Those guys pushed each other to the very limits of like tag team wrestling. So yeah, to me it would be one and one A, and then you could pick basically any other team known to man, in my opinion, than the 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 Usos to be number three. You could pick, I don't know, like Axe and Smash. They're still, to me, at this point in their lives, better tag team than the Usos. Like, old Barry Darso can probably still lay some up. Well, wasn't it Jay that put up, was it on his Twitter that he said, hey, we came in at number three. Wouldn't it have been amazing if we could have been on national television where we would have been? Yeah. 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 It's the truth. It really is the truth. I think if more people would have got their eyes on the Briscoes. They would have seen. They would have got it. But. Yeah, it's uh, and it's. I'm uh, sure that's and, what Tony had in mind when he put the belts back on them before he really started launching Ring of Honor again. Was he wanted them to to spearhead it and Claudio and 
people that were kind of Ring of Honor related. And like you right. were talking about, the, the Briscoes are not only synonymous, they, they are Ring of Honor. They, they never left. They, they never held them up for money. They stayed. They were loyal. They put people over. They wanted pretty much everything you could win in a company. Yeah, I think the only thing that never happened that I thought would have, and it still may, you never know. Uh, I thought Mark would have been a TV champion at some point. I don't know if I'd put Mark in the world title conversation, really. But for as over as he is, and he's a damn good wrestler. I always put Jay just a little bit above him, like skill-wise. But again, I'm more of I'm more of a fan of Jay's style than Mark's style. That's just a preference. And uh, we mentioned uh, we were talking about when Jay and Mark wrestled. It is promo time. We got another one. This is uh, the build-up to when Jay uh, was defending against Mark during his first title run. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name's Jay Briscoe, ROH World Heavyweight Champion. If you got a problem with that, do something about it, pussy. You see, boys and girls, it's not a playground out there, it's a battlefield. Y'all too busy playing tiddlywinks to realize that shit. Now, I know it's been a long time since I got on this here YouTube talking to you folks, but I've been a busy man. You see, I'm the champ. I got to defend my title. Been busy whooping people's asses. Ask Davey Richards. Ask Eddie Edwards, BJ Whitmer. Ask Adam Cole. I'm a busy man. And on top of that, I'm getting this world heavyweight champion money. So uh, I've been busy, you know, buying button-ups, eating lobster and shit. Hell, I even make donations to charities now. I ain't shooting you, but uh, but yeah, it's been a long time since I've been on this YouTube, and, and it's uh, it's been sitting kind of heavy on my heart that I just wanted to talk to you folks about. You can just give me attention for one minute. I can't believe, you know, I, I see the light now, people. I see the light. I can't believe I used to think the way I did. I can't believe I used to think like that. I can't believe I used to think that I could trust my brother. My own big head brother wanna walk down on me in Toronto, Canada and challenge me for this belt. Of all people, chicken. Of all people, chicken, you know how I get, man. You know how I get, man, I'm crazy. Come on, chicken. It's supposed to be us first the world, man. It's supposed to be us first the world. You're the last man I can trust in wrestling. What's up with that shit, man? What you mad, chicken? You ain't got no belt? You mad cause you ain't got no belt? Hey, ain't my fault, man. Truth Martini distracted you with them titties. You got distracted by whores in Canada. You could have had the TV title, but now you was getting distracted. It ain't my fault, chicken. What you mad at me for, man? Come on, chicken. Of all people, chicken, how... Let me let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something about Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe, he's a father too. You know, he's supporting the family. He has three sources of income. He gets a paycheck from Ring of Honor. He gets a paycheck from Dad, and he gets a paycheck from me. I'm trying to help support his family. And that ungrateful, big nose, big lip son of a bitch wanna walk down and challenge me for this belt? You ought to know better than that, boy. You ought to know better than that, chicken. Let me tell you, just let me tell you, Baltimore, I don't have any more opponents to worry about. We off this weekend, next Saturday night, June the 22nd at the Dewburn's Arena. 
Jay Briscoe versus Mark Briscoe. This shit's getting ready to hit the fan, baby. All of Sussex County, Delaware gonna be there. Chicken, I, I just gonna have to put it like this. I'm just gonna have to tell you like this, chicken. In front of your kids, in front of your wife, in front of your dad, in front of your mom, in front of all your friends and family, I'm gonna whoop your ass, boy. Not afraid to go hard on his brother there with the uh, with the insults. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh. There's another video out there of Mark's rebuttal that is epic. It's basically him at the shooting range just firing weapons. <laughs> <laughs> kind of illustrates how different. Like Jay, well. That you can't tell from this promo that he's the more level-headed brother, but uh... <laughs> that's like an oxymoron right there. But okay, <laughs> a little. But yeah, Mark is definitely the crazier of the two, and uh, I always said when when Mark had the long hair and the like, he cut up his camos and the fringe. I always said he looked like a Sasquatch, and that's not a knock on Mark Briscoe, but he always had that because he had the two front teeth out, had the beard, had the hair. He looked like something out of like he looked like a Bigfoot, and then <laughs> converse that with Jay, who always just looked like he was going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can. <laughs> that's really all you have to say. <laughs> uh, so we decided this wasn't. We're not going to go the usual two hours uh, on this episode. We just honestly, I was worried that I was going to run out of stuff to talk about. Uh, about Jay Briscoe, so we're going to cut this to about an hour and a half. So we got about 15 minutes left. So I'm going to put you guys on the spot. I'm going to start with you, Menders. Uh, uh, what is your favorite Briscoe's match, either singles or as a tag team? Well, mine would have to be, I mean, like I said earlier, it's the fight on the farm. That's, see, you have to understand, I quit watching wrestling for a while, so I didn't even really know about Ring of Honor. Yeah, right. <laughs> You wouldn't know it now, that's for sure, because no. wrestling's like a main piece of my life right now. But there for a while, there's about 10, 12 years that I quit watching wrestling, and lo and behold, guess what years they were. So when I came back, that's when I started getting back into everything. That was when, like, Steen and El Generico, or well, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, came back into NXT. And that kind of opened my eyes back up to like ROH and different ones like that. So when I started getting back into it, I think the first one I watched was right around fight on the farm. And I was like, yep, these boys remind me of everyone that I went to school with <laughs> and just watching them, watching them work, watching how they interacted, I fell in love and then right around that time is when FTR came into NXT. And, like, it's, you know, that was about the time I started liking those guys, too. And then when they started working together, that first FTR Briscoes match, oh, buddy. <laughs> that was the yeah. only, I mean, that was just like, that was the only reason I bought that pay per view. It was the only reason. Yeah. So the only reason a lot of people bought it. So. That was probably 
that was when I really fell in love with the Briscoes. So it was in their later years. So okay. I've had to go back and catch up and see. Um, I watched the match today with uh, Kings of Wrestling with just the two. Just just Claudio and Hero. Hero, yeah. Against uh, the Dem Boys. So, and watching that, I was like, man, I really missed out on a lot when I quit watching. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> if the Briscoes are my favorite tag team, uh, the Kings are probably right up there. I've always been a big hero fan, and then Claudio, you know, speaks for itself. Uh, yeah. It goes something that needs to be mentioned is uh, when Ring of Honor first started getting on pay per view about 2007. For at least the first couple years, and then spread out over over time, a lot of times the Briscoes were the main event. They were like, even if there was a world title match, usually the Briscoes were going on last, and a lot of times it was with Steen and Generico. And then the uh, when the age of the fall happened, then they would get thrown in there. But yeah, so that shows how much faith that not just Gabe Sapolsky, who founded Ring of Honor, but then Adam Pierce when he was the booker there, Delirious or uh, whoever's doing. Well, Tony's doing it now, so he's added to that. They that shows how much stock they put into the Briscoes to be a draw, because mm-hmm. they were like they were the they were the main event stars in Ring of Honor because everybody else. And we talked about it. Joe went away. Aries went away. Punk went away. AJ, you know, all these guys, they found greener pastures, but the Briscoes stuck around and just put their, just dug their heels in. Well, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that ROH was always willing to work with their family, though, too. Mm -hmm. Because that, like I said, when Corny was talking about him, he said, you know, that was one thing whenever they were at Philadelphia, they would bring, they, just go down in an RV and the whole family yeah. would come. It was like 40 some odd relatives. <laughs> all yeah. uh, they talked about that on busted open also. So, you uh, know, I, I can get it. If people, if the business, if the company that you're working for is willing to work with your family too. Yeah. And show you the respect that you're showing them stick with it. Yeah. It makes you and, happy. Yeah. And with uh, them working on, on the farm with their dad, I don't know that they could have pulled off a 300 day schedule for WWE. I think I think they liked doing the indie grind so they could go back home and do their Well, they thing. were their own boss. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh Gary, uh favorite Briscoe's match. Um I haven't seen nearly as many as you guys, but probably just because it was just there were some as I would call dumb spots in it, but the dog collar match. Oh, the dog. That was actually a damn good match. Was like that spot where he takes the bump on the chairs from the turn. Like that's that yeah. could have ended so badly. Like yes. in so many different ways. Uh-huh. But, Only Mark yeah. Briscoe was nuts enough to take that bump. But yeah, that uh, that was a that was a really good match with that could have ended so bad, but the teams were so good. Yeah. That. They ended up pulling it off. Now, like you hear Dax and Cash talk about it, they weren't walking right for <laughs> yeah. a while after that because they're just tailbones and everything else. And yeah. those, they those had to go to Japan. Take, yeah, those matches will take time off of your career. Yeah, and the old but, card yeah, is that, only so full. Yeah, it's it was a it was just a really and. Man, like you watch enough gimmick matches, you've seen all the gimmick matches, 
And the reason I like that is the same reason I like Punk and MJF style color match. It seemed still seemed different. Yeah. It wasn't your regular like two guys tied together match, which sounds hilarious because only in professional wrestling can you get tired of two dudes just tied together with a chain. Yeah. Like you're like, ah, how many times do I got to watch that? Well, how many times has it been on TV? That's crazy that, you know, I was like, oh, that guy, that that 14th cage match I watched. Yeah, <laughs> it's professional wrestling. But oh, when you can bring something new and a different feeling and the the way those two teams work together, not only in the ring, but on on promos against each other and how they promoted off each other. How you, how they both made you believe that even though they really didn't like each other, how much respect there still was. Yeah. Like, and they were able to interweave that into that. Like, that was, it, it really did help. And it really gave you the idea that this could, I was pretty sure that the Briscoes were going to win that last match because it seemed like the FTR was on their way to losing the, all the titles. Yeah. But uh, it still was enough to be like, well, FTR could walk away with this. You know, they could they could be the guys that Tony wants. But no, Tony is like, no, I want to I build this new division this way. And it was a it gave it everything they had. Yeah, I I've I've been saying all year ever since that first match, I thought the Briscoes and FTR were going to be this generation's rock and roll and midnight. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be going for years like going forward. So, but the fact and that I, we got, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, and I think they would have had catastrophe yeah. not struck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the thing they had, everybody talks about all the uh, trilogies out there. You got Flair and Steamboat, Punk and Joe, all these, you got to throw the Briscoes and FTR right up there now after those three matches they had this year. Oh, hang on. We got a visit from our buddy Narge. Yep. He has a comment. Enjoyed all the Briscoe moments in GCW. So did I. Got the headline Hammerstein. Awesome to see them against JDWM and his partner. <laughs> uh, I believe that was not Tremont. Reed Bentley, Narge. That was his partner in the Rejects in Chicago. Uh, that was a crazy match. I was there for that one. And it was indeed a wild ass match. So. Is that the <laughs> one where somebody ended up in your lap? No. Uh, oh, that okay. was. Was that the one Kyler went to? Yeah. Ah. Uh, and also, I want to th- I'm gonna make a shout out to Kyler. Uh, I guess this hit him pretty hard. This uh, Narch told me this is the first uh, wrestler that he really looked up to that has passed away since he's been a fan. So I guess it hit him hard. And uh, I want to send our good thoughts to him. He's he's my buddy. So uh, hopefully he's uh, he's getting through it, and uh, <laughs> hope it doesn't doesn't diminish his his fandom. Uh, Narch says Bandito was in his lap. Okay, that was it. Oh, okay. But yeah, so Kyler, if you're, I think you might be listening. I'm not sure. He might be at the ball game with his mom. I think he's uh, at the ball game. Okay. Well, Narch, tell Kyler we're thinking of him, and uh, you know, it is what you guys are family to not just to the show, but to me. So you know, good thoughts to you guys. Uh, I guess I got to say what my favorite uh, Jay Briscoe matches, and actually, it's one I watched yesterday. From Death Before Dishonor in 2016, I believe it was. Uh, he had an, 
a, a no DQ match with Adam Page that was a real barn burner. This is right not long after Page joined the Bullet Club, and uh, it was just them knocking the hell out of each other. Uh, Page was still carrying the noose with him because you know he was started being the hangman. So that's when that's when that first started, and uh, Page was still pretty new. He was he had just come out of his run as B.J. Whitmer's young boy uh, for like a couple of years, and Briscoe just gave it to him. He uh, and uh, the, su- the surprising thing that killed me is this is on a pay per view, and uh, Briscoe did the job. Uh, Adam Page won the match. It was uh, he hit the. It was back when the dead eye was his finish. It wasn't just a setup move. But he did that through a table on the floor, took a chunk out of his own knee, and they were. <laughs> it was it was a rough match. It was a hoss fight, that's for sure. And uh, but yeah, that's one because I remember watching that live on pay per view, and yeah, that's the one that made me an Adam Page fan uh, back then. And uh, then you know, just my admiration for Jay Briscoe's work is immeasurable. You know, so uh, what was I gonna say? I was, Oh, I want to, before we go, we got a few minutes. Uh, I want to make sure we get this stuff out here again. Uh, to donate to the Pew family, there's, here's the link to go to the Gives and Go site. Uh, I think their goal was, I forget how much it was, but from the looks of it, they were. Yeah, but I think they're. $200,000. And when I, I looked days I, ago, it was like 150 something, like. Chris yeah, Jericho I think gave him like $15,000. Kevin Owens gave yeah, him $10,000. Yeah. Um, and a bunch yeah, of people I think, donated $1,000 at a time. It was. Yeah, it's, uh, I think they're, I think they've eclipsed that by now. Uh, but, uh, so Hold yeah, on, if I'll you want to give a little you, more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, again, the uh, Jay Briscoe t shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees is, here's the pictures of it. I've got it somewhere. Oh, that's photos. Uh, there we go. It's nice to be prepared. There's the t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, again, all the uh, proceeds go to the family. And uh, good thoughts to uh, to the family, to uh, what we've been talking about his dad for <laughs> a lot of the show. Uh, good thoughts to his parents, though. Obviously, Mark, uh, he's going to be on Dynamite tomorrow. He's going to kill it. It's going to be awesome. And then, uh, of course, his wife and his kids. Uh, good thoughts to them. Uh, speedy recovery to the girls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's uh, all that really needs to be said there. I mean, it's just a couple more voices along with the chorus uh, wishing them well. And, uh, yeah, so just, I guess, to close for this, I'm just going to say uh, nobody, like, it, a lot of people talk shit when, somebody famous like passes away and it's like oh why are you talking about them and there's other people and the thing is and it's not just with pro wrestling but with music whatever people get emotionally invested in, in these people that we're watching every week and uh especially in a case like uh like a lot of indie fans when you get a chance to meet these guys and talk to them and there's some wrestlers that'll they'll do a perfunctory hello or just whatever you know uh the briscoes weren't like that and i can tell you this from experience because i met them in january and they they took the time to actually have a conversation with me and everybody else that was in in the line they it wasn't just a walk up take a picture walk off they wanted to chat with you 
and uh so they're very much about the fans and that resonates and uh so yeah the thing to remember is before before you throw stones you know it's uh there's a saying that they use on busted open a lot which is give people their flowers while they're still alive don't wait till they passed on and I can I can say that I I did I was able to do that with the with the, with the boys when I met them I I made sure that I told them I thought they were the best tag team in the world which isn't just me kissing ass I firmly believed that from 2000 to 2022 there was not a better tag team on planet Earth than the Briscoe brothers and you know that's just my take I mean a lot of times I say things that people disagree with and uh, so yeah so. Along with the thinking of the family, I'm thinking of the fans. You know, all all, all you guys. Uh, there hasn't been a wrestler that passed away that hit me like this since Eddie Guerrero died. I'm with you, Gary, on that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it may it, not not it's not I bring it out. It's just more of a confession. Like I, a few years ago, like Mark knows this because he's basically my brother. <laughs> from a very different mother. <laughs> but, but, uh, I, you know, I, I had a, a cancer scare where I had to have part of my kidney removed and it was a very scary time. And I just had a scan and everything's still good after two years. And, you know, Mark was one of the first people I told, I think I told you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You told me. <laughs> and, uh, I could have played it up and say, what? But, <laughs> But like this kind of thing, because the main thing I took from that was there are people that I love and I would tell them, but I never like from the day I found out to this time, like I'm sure people that I know get sick of me telling them that I love them. And it's because of stuff like this, like, this guy was universe seems to be universally loved. Like it is easy to tell when somebody wasn't well liked. It, it's a lot yeah. of like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that he went. You know, Jay Jay seemed to be not not just well liked. He seemed to be up on the level of like Brody Lee. You know, just universally yeah. loved as a wrestler as a dude. And mm-hmm. I think in the end that is all that really anybody should be able to hope for in life is when you pass away and not that there's a hole left, but people rally around your family and they rally around a cause and they don't just leave them in the lurk. And it seems to be that's the, so like as much, like as much as you guys loved him, like, and I didn't, I didn't get to watch it as much because I never didn't get those tapes to trade. <laughs> it was, a, you know, back in the dark ages. I was, I was trying to get New Japan at the time. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a glowing resume to leave behind that people legitimately loved you, and that he would make sure that people knew that he loved them. And I think that's all you can really ask for at the end of the day. And it 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 is probably the best thing that I could say about anybody is that he was loved 
and love people back. Yeah. Uh, As I say, I don't think there was, there wasn't anybody. I know a couple people had said it. There was hardly anybody that had a bad thing to say about Jay. I mean, even, even Effie came out and said how much Jay had yeah. done for him. So yeah. uh, when there's somebody in the community that you find out had that big of an impact on so many people's lives. And then, you know, you think about different ones and like if something were to happen to Ric Flair, yeah, it would upset me, but he's lived his life. You know, right. it's like he's, it gets to that he's point. He's lived 19 where, lives. Right, exactly. <laughs> more lives than a cat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, you get, to, yeah. you get to the point, though, that like the older guys, it's like cancer or other issues or whatever. But when something like this happens and it's so out of the blue and there was no issues that was known and then it was just a complete and total accident, it's, it's just enough to really knock the breath out of you and catch you off guard. Yeah. So. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a saying the don't cry for them because they're gone. Just smile because you had them when you did. And uh, I'm going to choose to do that when it comes to, to Jay Briscoe. Uh, I'll go back and watch his matches for forever. If my nieces and nephews become wrestling fans, I'll put Briscoe's on YouTube and show them. And uh, yeah, so I think this is uh, a good time to uh, to say goodbye for the week. Uh, sorry we didn't get in any Royal Rumble stuff today. I just didn't think it was necessary. I mean, maybe we'll do a uh, if if you guys are free sometime, maybe we'll do a YouTube <laughs> video Rumble review or something. But we'll discuss that offline. Uh, but yeah, so our well wishes out to the Pew family. Uh, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Uh, he will definitely be missed and uh, tag team wrestling will not be the same without him and uh, so for Gary, for Menders this is Redman and uh, you know I say it every week, life is hard so work stiff and it's never been more true than it has been this week so we'll see you guys in a couple weeks Let me break this down for y'all. It's been seven years since we've been in the ladder war. Long damn time. I mean, that's cool, whatever. And since then, there's been a lot of great ladder wars. A lot of young men doing some amazing stuff. Incredible feats. Acrobatics and yeah. uh... Death-defying moments. The matches have been great. They've been awesome. Great ladder wars. But now it's 2018, final battle, and them boys is back up in this bitch. And let me tell y'all like this, we don't dance. You know what I mean? We don't dance, people. We kill people, all right? We leave them dead. We kill people, man. The key word here is violence. What we do is violence. Through and through. I watched all these other ladder wars since last time we was in there. I've seen the great feats of acrobatics, the grace and the precision, the technicality, people flying through the air. But hey, forget all that. Forget all that. It's baby. going down, baby. It's war time. Violence.
them the war, that's what we do. They don't even want the Briscoes in this match, man. We leave them dead. We kill them. We leave them dead. We don't give a shit about SCU. We damn sure don't give a shit about the Young Bucks. Y'all boys don't stand a chance. And Friday night, when it's all said and done, final battle, new 10-time tag team champions, when all that's said and done, y'all people ain't going to be worried about what the Young Bucks going to do in 2019. Because they're going to be dead. SCU, they're going to be dead. And we're going to be standing tall. We're going to be telling y'all, bring it, motherfuckers. We them boys. Hitting time, baby.